0: Daryl Dion, Director of Communications and Business Development with the PHPA. Joining me today is a guest co host, as PHPA Career Enhancement Program Coordinator and past guest on the PHPA podcast, as well as a pretty good Seinfeld buff, Steve Carney. Thanks for, uh, for being on board and great to have you back. For sure. Great to be here again, Daryl. Thank you. And uh, today we'll be speaking with Joel Gustafson, the marketing manager from Oregon State University, which has a great partnership with the PHPA, which we'll delve into today. So, Joel, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thank you so much for having
0: me, Daryl. I appreciate being here. For sure, for sure. Well, it was about a year and a half ago when, um, when the PHP entered into a partnership with OSU designed to help current and former players, as well as their spouses and even children, advance their education from a leading U.S.-based university, which has a proven track record of working with professional athletes through online courses and distance learning and actually churning out some pretty great uh, success stories. So I'll let Joel and Steve walk through that arrangement in greater detail, but uh, but first, uh, Joel, I just wanted to ask you, like, how long have you worked for Oregon State University, and, and maybe can you walk us through your career path that led to you to your current position?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it'll be two years in February um, that I've worked at Oregon State. So what's kind of interesting is um, our the co- collaboration between Oregon State and PHPA and my career at Oregon State. I was at Oregon State a little bit before, but they kind of run parallel, which is really interesting to to kind of see how they've grown. Uh, The background in in my experience that led me to Oregon State is unique in that um, I don't have a traditional all higher ed marketing career. Um, I actually have my degree in graphic design from Oregon State, so I I definitely have appreciation for, for them and I have had for a long time. But... Um, after graduating, I actually started my my professional career as an independent contractor for Intel, so in the tech industry, and, and did that for a few years. Then moved into the organic food industry to get myself back closer to home. I was flying a lot when I was working for Intel and traveling, and you know it just didn't make sense when we were looking to have a family at some point. So I went to the organic food industry, and then, um, as I said, about two years ago is when I started at Oregon State. And I think what's really interesting kind of about that background is they all seem – On the surface, you know, tech industry, Intel, organic food industry, higher ed, um, really different. And they are at the surface level, very different um, purposes and goals. But when you look underneath in terms of my role and what I did for them, it's all about communication. Mm -hmm. They all have that common thread, which is, you know, we we have something that we want to get to an audience or, or communicate. And it's about transparency Making data-informed decisions and and really relying on collaborations, kind of like the collaboration between Oregon State and the
0: PHPA. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes perfect sense and a lot of transferable skill sets. Even though you're right, uh, different uh, different breadth of, of organizations, but it all kind of you know melds together in a way when you look at it. So, um, very cool about your your background that led to uh, your position uh, as marketing manager at Oregon State University. Um, I was wondering if you could talk about some of the programs and the courses that OSU offers. Like, in your opinion, which ones tend to be the most popular? And are there any s- kind of smaller programs which are pr- kind of unique or or intriguing?
1: That's a really great, great question. I think one of the first things that I would say um, is every – and this is something that Steve and I had talked about – Every player is coming with a different background, um, both professionally, experientially, in terms of their education. And I think what makes this collaboration so strong is that we offer 80-plus programs online. And this is ranging from undergraduate to graduate and certificate. So regardless of where they are on their educational journey or where their passions may take them, there is a program that's going to be a great fit. And then we have all of the student support behind that that's going to help them. So, you know, we could have a whole other podcast, I'm sure, just talking about the 80-plus programs mm. that we offer. But I did want to think about, you know, with that, there are definitely a few that are very popular and some that are also really new and I think are, are really relevant to, to bring up. So the the first that I would want to talk about is a – I now call it like a suite of business programs. It started out with business administration, um, but we have recently added finance, marketing – management, business information systems, and business analytics. So all of these are full degrees. You can get in a BA or a BS. And what I think is great is that they allow you to really dive into a niche of of the business world, whether you're interested in finance and looking at that data. Uh, If you want to be more of a professional communicator, there's a degree with marketing and what I, what I think is great is that it allows any individual who has that interest in business to find something that's unique to them and then really specialize in it. Mm-hmm. So our suite of business programs is something that I'm, I'm really excited about. Um, I would also say, and I've talked to Steve about this, kind of like this podcast, there's a lot of interest I see in individuals who, who seek to get into kind of the digital communication world, whether it's um, podcasts or vlogging web development, but, but essentially digital communication. And another new program that we launched is um, an undergraduate degree in digital communication arts. Okay. And really, that's going to give you the skills to be that digital communicator um, wherever your passion is going to take you in that world. But it, it really gives you those professional skill sets, that translatable, as we mentioned before, that translatable skill, uh, skill toolbox to take into that work. I also know from talking with Steve, um, you know, that there's a lot of graduate opportunities. You know, some of these PHPA members have a college degree and they're looking to really, um, continue their education. So we have a, a, an MBA with a couple of different tracks and we have an MSB, um, which lets you get into more of the analytical side of things. So I think both of those are really great opportunities for individuals looking for more graduate opportunities. Also, I, I have to say, you know, being Oregon state university, um, being so connected to kind of the, the forestry world, natural resources, we have a, a really robust collection of natural resources, both, both at the undergraduate and graduate level, ranging from zoology to botany um, to environmental sciences to um, environmental policies and beyond. So, you know, I think those a lot of those end up being very popular for us just because we have such a, a legacy in that mm-hmm. work and a rich history looking at that. And then, of course, our largest program by far is our computer science post-bac. Um, you have to have a degree to, uh, to, to be a part of this program, but it's a 60-credit accelerated undergraduate. So if you have that bachelor degree and you come into this, it's only 60 credits and you walk away with a full degree in computer science. And that has, has definitely been one of our most popular programs by far. But that's, again, we could spend uh, hours, I'm sure, talking about the different programs Um, But those are some of the ones I thought I'd highlight.
0: Yeah. I was just going to say, that's a ton of cool options. Like that's, you know, that's really cool. If you say, if you were a pro hockey player, um, you know, looking to just whether you're, you're ready to take that next step or you're just thinking about it down the line, there, there's a lot to think about there. That's, that's really cool.
1: And I think something else I would add there is um, there's an opportunity, you know, you can come in as a degree seeking student, but you can also start as a non-degree student. And so that's, you know, if you're, if you maybe are sure about the, the passion or, or or the, you know, degree that you're seeking, but you also just want to see, you know, what is online learning like, you could um start out as a non degree student and just kind of mm-hmm. understand the pl- the platform, you know, see what it's like to really take a class online and that could inform, you know, okay, what path do I wanna take? Uh, what's really gonna fit for me as I, I seek to kind of um grow my professional skill set.
0: Mm-hmm. Well that uh I think that really fits in with the uh, with the, what a professional athlete or what a PHPA member would uh, where they may be. So maybe it leads to, to the next question. I was just going to say, like maybe, and this will be for both you and you and Steve. Uh, but talk about the, the OSU's partnership with the PHPA. And Joel, maybe I'll start with you, like how how it kind of came about and what it provides for current players. And then I'll, you know, Steve can maybe jump in about, you know, what's what's the feedback, feedback been like so far and, and what that program means to the PHPA. But maybe, um, yeah, Joel, maybe start with just, you know, how, how that all kind of came to be and, and what does that provide for players?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So first, I really have to give credit to Steve. Um, and the leadership team at Oregon State, but really Steve, because he he's the one who did the research. And I remember um, back when travel was more of a common thing, Steve was able to come out to Oregon State um, for a few days after, you know, we had really built this collaboration to to explore campus, to meet with us all in person, to really talk through our offerings so we could better understand it. And I remember he and I having a really great conversation around around his process. And so, I, I you know, before I pass over to Steve, I'm sure he'll talk more uh, about, the, the research that he did and the work he did, but I just have to really say right off the bat that it's a credit to Steve for um, finding what I believe is is the best fit for um, the PHPA community. And that is one of the things I'd also mention that's great about this collaboration is it's not just for active PHPA players, it's for PHPA members. And as I understand it, you know, after, um, you know, wherever you are, once you are a PHPA member, that's for life. And yeah. so PHPA alumni are also entitled to this opportunity as well as each member gets one dependent. So as you mentioned, that could be, um, a spouse or a dependent, um, but it extends to even one beyond that. So at the, at the core, you know, if you just want to look at, you know, the, the most basic aspect of this, it's, it's tuition support, you know, they're getting access to, um, uh, some tuition scholarships, which helps them. Um, but I think that there's so much more about this partnership and this is what Steve and I have talked about, um, they're getting high-touch engagement. They get Steve, and I think that's something that's really important to say. Is you know, not everyone has someone in their corner who's helping you know guide their process of getting their application uh, materials together, letting them know when the deadlines are. Once they are, you know, checking in with them, seeing how they're doing, and, and giving them that balance. So it's it's having that direct touch point on the PHPA side that is also directly connected with us here over on the Oregon state side that I think is such a, a big benefit mm-hmm. to PHPA members and their families. And then, you know, at a, at a broader level, when you become an e-campus student, yes, you're still a PHPA member, but now you're a part of the OSU global community. Um, you know, you are learning alongside students throughout the world, you're engaging with professional faculty. And so, you know, something that I think about, cause you know, I recognize that we're talking to professional athletes right now and, you know, speaking specifically to those phpa players and they're active in their careers and we want them to be but what i love about um the way that our programs work and how flexible they are is that they can enhance their life during hockey they can start mm-hmm. learning skills about communication transparency um you know all of those things while still being players and then there's so much more that goes beyond that so that's a little bit about the partnership for me and uh, i'd love to turn it over to steve again because as i said this is this is really steve's um uh, Hard work that has led to such a thriving collaboration.
2: Thanks, Joel. I appreciate the uh, the kind words. Uh, I'll kind of start at the beginning. I've been in this role now for almost two years with the PHPA, and when I came on board, I kind of looked at what we already had in place and and what we what we lacked. Uh, and the one thing that we did lack was a, a partnership with a major U.S. university. and So I started the arduous process of researching schools that had 100% online platforms and reached out to a few. And it just so happens that when I reached out to Oregon State, the woman that I initially reached out to, Jessica, just happened to play in a beer league. So she was interested in hockey right off the bat. So that really got the I mean, there was an interest on both of our parts, um, on my part, because Oregon State is top five in the country for online platforms, and I think that um, from Jessica's perspective, it was a chance uh, to you know to have a partnership with with hockey players. So I think there was a, a mutual um, respect right off the bat, and it it got rolling from there. And and since then, Joel has really been. Um, just paramount in, in making this partnership work. And I, I'm grateful to him. Um, he mentioned how I had the opportunity to go out there and it is just from start to finish. It is just a class organization and it's been a huge benefit to, to our, our membership. Um, as far as how it was received, I think when we rolled it out last summer at our annual meeting, I think there was just, a I saw a lot of, uh, a lot of surprise and just a lot of excitement about it that they had no idea that this program was in the works. And for a lot of our members, regardless of where they are on their educational journey, Oregon State has something for them. So I think it's it's definitely an institution that has something for, for all of our members. So I, I'm pretty proud of it at this point, and, and hopefully the it just continues to grow from here. So then... So, from a
0: player's perspective, what would be the typical financial and maybe time commitment to to complete a degree from start to finish at OSU?
1: That's a really good question. You know, one thing I when I when I think about time commitments and financial commitments, I have to recognize that it's really dependent on the player or on the individual. It's it, there's so many variables that can go into that. So, you know, beyond the Um, tuition support that is generated from this collaboration for PHPA members, every student has the opportunity to, you know, reach out for FAFSA or additional, you know, financial student aid, and and we would encourage all of them to do that, you know, keep seeking support on Mm -hmm. on that, um, whether it's scholarships or, or grants or things like that. And then also, you know, as we mentioned, a lot of these players are coming with an educational background, so they might have credits that can transfer, and that yeah. can also help um, with the, the financial aspect of that. That also is going to help contribute to the time. Um, you know, if they're bringing some some credits with them, that's going to accelerate their journey towards a degree with Oregon State. And then the time commitment piece is also variable, but I think that's a strength. Um, you know, we, there's no prescribed journey that is required of a player saying, once you enroll at Oregon state or any individual, rather, once you enroll at Oregon state, you have to graduate by X year. This is how many credits you have to take per term. You know, we recognize that everyone is coming from, from a different place, um, whether they're professional athletes or if they're the dependent or uh, partner of a professional athlete or their alumni, we all have life. Um, and we're all, we're all balancing that with education. So that time commitment is variable in that you could, you know, if, if, the, the pathway opens up and you have that opportunity to go full time and really take a robust course load, you could accelerate your journey towards, towards degree. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think where a lot of people are going to land is this is a great opportunity to take, you know, two or so classes per term. And we're a, a quarter based system. Um, maybe you take summers off or maybe you focus on summers depending on, on your, your season. So that time element is really going to be variable as well. And what I think is great is again, you have Steve in your corner, and you have the student support team here at Oregon State who you can reach out to any time as a student and have candid conversations of, hey, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Or, yeah, I feel like I can take more on. And, and our team is trained to really have those discussions with you and to, to, to make recommendations. You know, again, it's, it is the individual's journey to decide, you know, how much they want to commit to in terms of time, um, but we're there to support them.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'll just briefly talk about the, the benefits for PHPA members and alumni. And, and Daryl already mentioned that this extends to uh, either a spouse or or a dependent, which is great. But all of uh, our members and alumni get the 15% scholarship from Oregon State, which is fantastic. And then players that are on ECHL contracts at the beginning of the year Negotiated into their collective bargaining agreement, they are able to take two classes per season and get reimbursed four hundred and twenty-five dollars U.S. funds um, up to eight hundred and fifty total per year. So, when you start looking at the financial benefits, it really is—it uh, can turn out to be quite affordable, especially if someone's, um, you know, chipping away at it a few classes at a time.
0: Yeah, no, that. Uh it all makes a huge difference. So those those are some actually some really good points, especially with the you know the financial aid and what's available for for players in their in their CBA and you know what players can negotiate in their contracts as well. So, um, so Joel, I wanted to ask you about, about the university. So maybe just talk about the university in general. Like, where does OSU rank in terms of being a reputable leading institution? Where if where, if you graduate from there or, or have courses from there, like you could be proud to post that on your resume that, that you've got a degree from oregon state university Where where's the university in that spectrum
1: that's a really good question so you know to start off right off the bat i can say the oregon state university campus um, online arm has been ranked in the top 10 by u.s news and world report for six years straight uh, we're currently ranked number five and that that's says a lot about yeah, what huge. it is. And, and there's a variety of factors that contribute to that prestige and the online arm. Um, but it connects to this 150 year old institution, this legacy of education that we've built. And it, and it relates to the emphasis that we put on course quality, on faculty engagement, uh, and student support. And I think it's recognizing that, you know, the online arm is engaging with, eCampus is engaging with distance learners, people who are working full-time jobs or professional athletes have kids and it's, it's so critical to have a sense of belonging. You know, you heard Steve mention coming to to campus and having the opportunity to feel that sense of connection to the campus. And what I've I've always been so impressed by, I think this contributes to our ranking is how hard our course development team works and our faculty work at at instilling that sense of belonging into students who could be hundreds of miles away. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a big part. I also think, you know, to me, a degree from Oregon State means that you've engaged in coursework that focuses on current and relevant competencies that directly plug into industries across the globe. So it's not um, you're learning for the sake of learning. You know, we instill real current and relevant skills into the courses. I think it also means that you're learning and growing alongside that international community of students. And so every individual is being immersed in that culture that supports diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, and that's just going to help them both professionally and personally. I think in their in their life. I think it also means, you know, our courses are engaging, but it also demonstrates that perseverance and passion in completing really rigorous material. I think what makes a, a, a program stand out is that it's it is challenging. You know, you're earning a degree, you're earning something that you're going to be proud of, that you're going to put on your resume. And so we really have um, that we found a way to to create that engagement, that support but still really ensure that students are, are working hard for their degree. And, and they all are, our students work extremely hard. And, and I'm so impressed by that, you know? So I think all of those things from one, just knowing that there's that ranking um, that, that legacy tied to our, our rich history as an organization, as a university, all that's going to look good on a resume, but understanding what's beneath the surface of that degree, everything that you learn from community engagement to that rigorous coursework, that's all going to stand out. And back to, you know, current players, I think that it's so easy to think that a degree is something I'm going to use after, um, you know, this current chapter of my life. But it's as Steve mentioned, you can start chipping away now and start gaining those skills now and, and start having that benefit now. And so I think that these skills and and this ranking, this quality opportunity, is relevant to both people thinking beyond to, to future chapters of their life, as well as people who want to start making a difference today.
0: Hmm. Yeah and and actually you you've kind of brought this up too, but like like in your opinion, like how does OSU help students find success during and after their journey to a degree?
1: That is a great question. Um, you know, I think it really when it comes to student support and resources, that the first step is really on the student to to reach out. And again, the university has to have those resources, but it's it's up to them to leverage them. And I think that's one thing that I, I do respect is, we have a variety of resources and, and ways that you can reach out to get that support, but we offer that flexibility. So if it's a direct phone call that you want to have with one of our success coaches, which is one of our resources, or if it's just, um, help that you want with, um, writing your resume, it, it, it can be more programmatic and online and kind of hands off, or it could be really direct and really personalized. So, you know, whether it's access to career centers, success coaching, resume writing, Um, and then also I mentioned all of the student community. So we have a student Facebook group, which is just for our, you know, Oregon state students. So they can engage with each other in all of the courses. There's a lot of platforms that we use like Slack or canvas where students are engaging with one another. They're leaning on each other. And I think to me, that's in some ways, one of the most important, because when, when you're working, we rely on our peers and our collaborators. So I think it's great that you can rely on your students as well. Um, What I would also say, you know, I want to go back and talk about the success coaching, because when you first hear the the term coaching in in school, I think people oftentimes lean towards, oh, these are the people who are struggling and they really need help. And I just want to say today that success coaching is for anyone. You could be thriving and really confident and, and confident in the work that you're doing as a student. Success coaching can just help you fine tune and find even more opportunities. And these are a team of individuals. Um, at eCampus that engage directly with students, current students. And so a current student can reach out again via phone, text, email, set up sessions with them, and talk about things. it's It's different than an advisor. They're not necessarily talking about course loan or what course to take next. They're talking about time management, mm-hmm. uh, work life balance, um, you know, addressing those potential fears, those challenges. Um, that thing that we all feel that sense of imposter syndrome, but these individuals are there to be a sounding board, to listen and to respond and and provide that coaching wherever you are in terms of your, you know, your own perception of your performance, but they're just there to to take it one step further. So I think that's why I like the term coaching is, you know, thinking of of a hockey team, a coach isn't just going to coach the team that needs help there's coaches with every team, the best and, and those that are still growing. So, it's the same, I think, on the educational journey.
0: Yeah, those are some fantastic resources, and it's all the meanwhile, like you're building your network amongst your your peers and the faculty, and um, you know, so I guess some alumni engagement as well. So that's that you know that that's huge. I think that's a huge competitive advantage, which is awesome. So. I would
1: also the one thing I would say again, I, I always come back with this, but the other big benefit um, from a student support standpoint, this is specific to PhD members. I think people could almost guess right now what I'm going to say, but it's Steve. Um, You know, talk talk to Steve um, before you apply, when you're a current student, because I think Oregon State can help you in terms of of life balance on a broader scale, but when it comes to understanding education and the path you're on, but also understanding professional hockey and what that's like, Steve is the person. That's why he's in the role that he is, because he can bridge that gap and understand the context of both worlds, and then find a path that makes sense.
0: Mm -hmm. So. Having said that, so Steve, if if there's a player and they're not quite sure what they want to do after hockey, uh, how can the CP help them out and help them determine what they may want to do or which field they may want to enter before they you know before they start going through the process of uh, enrolling in courses? So what's what's that process like?
2: And, and that's a great question. You know the first step um, to take advantage of any of the programs that the CEP has to offer whether they be university programs or our, our firefighter program or real estate courses, whatever route they want to go, the first step really is to register for the CEP. And what that entails is going on to the PHPA website, creating an account, and then um, clicking on the CEP tab and registering for the CEP. There are some personality tests that you're going to take in there that are really not designed to be the be-all and end-all. Like if it says you're supposed to be an, a, an electrical engineer and you have no interest in that, that's okay. It, it's designed to help you to just to start thinking about what's going to come next. For many of our, our guys, they already have degrees. So that, again, is one of the major reasons why... Um, this partnership exists is because Oregon State has such a great platform of master's degree offerings that our players can take advantage advantage of. So, really, the first step is registering for the CEP, and then reaching out to me specifically, and you know, letting me help you with with the journey. Um, again, no matter what, what stage of education or training that you're at. Um, we can find a pathway that'll be not only beneficial for you, but it'll it'll be it certainly it'll, it'll fit into your current schedule. and And let me just touch on these crazy times that we're living in right now, because I would be remiss if I if I didn't talk about what COVID has done to you know disrupt the world that we live in. But because of COVID and and the uncertainty that it brings. So many more players have really reevaluated their careers and where they are and, and where they're going. And so many routines have been upended that it really has been a time for self reflection. And we have had in the last calendar year 200 players register for the CEP, which is the largest number in a calendar year by a mile. And I really think part of it is that there is so much uncertainty that guys want to have something that they can they can turn to, something that they can count on. And I think that's where an education at Oregon State University fits in perfectly, because it is something that nobody can ever take away from you. So that's, uh, I, I didn't want to get through this without mentioning these uncertain times. And, and what better time to you know, to reflect on your future. Mm -hmm. So, so if you are a player out
0: there and you're interested in taking even one course from OSU, just to kind of get a start and test the waters, or maybe you just want to go full bore into, and you're, you know, into obtaining your degree. What's the process to get that started? So, Steve, we've already kind of determined, you know, th- the idea is to reach out to you, go through the process, take the, you know, career enhancement program testing and all that. Which is, free. if you're a player, alumni, it's all free. It's not going to cost you anything. Um, but, you know, Joel, from the academic calendar side of OSU, when are what are the registration deadlines? And how does how does that work?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a good point to bring up. And again, I'm just going to reiterate, step one, whether or not you're looking to go for a full degree and you know exactly what, to, what you want to do, or if it's non-degree, step one, talk to Steve um, and, and register with the CEP, because it's that that allows us to identify you as a PHPA player when you apply, so that you can gain access to, as we mentioned, those tuition benefits, and then you're connected with Steve, who... That's going to give that important touch point throughout your educational journey. So step one, talk to Steve, um, register, become a part of the CEP. Then it's looking at our system. So it's really important to mention that we are a quarter-based system. So rather than um, the semester-based, we have a fall, winter, spring and summer terms, so four opportunities to start. And in most cases, all of our degree programs are undergraduates, are four start terms per year. Uh, when you get into that graduate level, we have cohorts where maybe there's only one start time, so it, they might all start in fall or winter. Um, and so when it comes into when to apply for those, again, it's important if you're engaging with Steve and you're letting him know what you're applying for, he can reach out to us And we can get you the specific information for that particular graduate program and what its start terms are. Uh, If you're degree seeking, our enrollment services team recommends that you apply nine weeks prior to the the first day of that term. And the reason for that is that there's a whole lot that goes on from the moment you apply to when you are potentially admitted and enrolled, which is potential transcript evaluation. Are you trying to transfer credits? Um, Are you, Outside of the U.S. and we're doing international um, admissions, so there's there's a lot of variables. Again, um, Steve and again, even our team can help navigate that. But that nine weeks just really ensures that everything is is taken care of before you really need to start that term and, and get registered for classes. So um, nine weeks prior to the start of a term, those specific deadlines again can all be found on our site. And if you're engaging with Steve, as we sure you will now because we've said it so many times, um, you can get access to those links. We have a website that has all of those start dates there. Um, for some reason, though, if, if for some reason life happens, and as Steve mentioned, with COVID, with everything going on, life is happening right now to all of us in a way that we, we've never predicted. Deadlines could be hard to meet. Something could happen that prevents you from achieving that nine-week deadline. That's okay. That's really for degree-seeking. If for some reason you wanted it to just get that foot in the door, you could take the non-degree seeking pathway, which simplifies the application process, shortens that timeline. And again, I don't say anything super specific because it's it's dependent on the player too and, and them assembling their, their records, their materials to, to apply. So I would say, you know, engage with Steve, think about those start terms, recognize that although fall is the, the main um, traditional term that people think about when starting school, uh, you can enroll and start your journey any one of those four terms. Um, and then again, if it's if it's
2: graduate then there's some some specific conversations that may need to happen. So
1: I hope that helps clarify it a little bit. Steve, is there anything that I, I maybe missed on that one?
2: No, I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> pretty pretty good. <laughs> nice.
0: Um, yeah, so th- you know, I've, as we've discussed, this is you know this partnership, even though it's it's still relatively young, but it's quickly become a, a keystone, um, you know, partnership between the PHPA and and, uh, and OSU. Um, but you know, Joel, I know OSU they they've worked with athletes before uh, the, before the PHPA. So um, I guess from both of your perspectives, like, w- what's the general feedback been like so far from? You know whether it's uh, hockey players or PHP members or just other pro athletes who have who have taken online courses through OSU. What's um, any you know shed any any light on what their experience has been like?
2: I mean, if I you can, don't
1: mind, Steve, if I can jump in with the first, and then I can transfer. It. I'll, I'll transition to you. Perfect. Awesome. So you know what? I when I was hearing you ask this question about pro athletes, I think one thing that's really important to highlight here that really illustrates the positive experience that someone can have taking these online courses is the number of Oregon, current Oregon state athletes. These are on-campus students, you know, who play for Oregon state, the number of them that actually enroll in e-campus courses. So you don't have to take a hundred percent of your courses online as an on-campus student. You can kind of, um, you know, you can balance a lot of our, our on-campus students, take a few classes as an e-campus student in there, there and a lot of our players do, and, that, the reason for that is they have practice, they have games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds a lot like a professional athlete, you know. And so the, the eCampus model really fits in that it takes into consideration um, everything that's going on in their life. And I feel like I'm almost quoting Steve here, but the life of a professional athlete uh, has them in a constant state of motion, traveling from one game to the next, um, thinking about practices, moving around. And our online programs ensure players can access that course material uh, when they have time. And our student success team then is also available because, yes, it's flexible and that you can you can access it when you need to. But there's still, of course, time to turn in assignments or, or take tests. But that's where we have that student success team who's there to help with time management techniques, uh, work life balance, or just even online learning opportunities and techniques as well.
2: And and I can take it uh, from there a little bit and just talk about how our our membership really. Likes, A, they like the flexibility. They like the quarterly system because it definitely allows you, if, if you want to to, to, to bang out some courses quickly. I think another great thing is that there is something for everybody. There's undergraduate certificate programs, there are graduate certificate programs, there are bachelor's degrees, master's degrees. It really runs the gamut of what's available. Uh, and don't forget when we talk about hockey players moving all over the place and and you know their schedules being upended, that that extends to the spouses and and kids as well. And we have had uh, spouses take advantage, and they're thrilled with with the format and the flexibility as well. So I, I think it's it's a great fit for us. We're we're very proud to be in this partnership with Oregon State, and I just want to it to continue to grow.
0: No, oh, that's 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 great, Steve. And guys, uh, thank you very much. I I know it's it's been pretty informative. Uh, there's you know a lot to take in there. But if you're um and you know first first off, I want to thank you both for being on the the podcast today, and and really hope that many current former PHP members take advantage of this awesome opportunity. Uh, so maybe in closing, where can they go to to learn more about the CEP and then in particular Oregon State University?
2: Well, everything's there on the PHPA website. That's really the hub that contains everything that you need. You go there, create an account, and then, and then follow it to the CEP tab, and, and all the Oregon State information is going to be there as well. But again, as, as Joel said, reach out to me, email me. My email's on the PHPA site, and, and we'll get you started on the journey. Beautiful.
0: Well, thanks, uh, thanks again, Stephen, and, and uh, Joel, really appreciate your time today. That was uh, you know, like I said, really well done and, and pretty informative to a lot of guys out there.
1: Hey, thank you for the great conversation and the opportunity to you know discuss
2: this opportunity. Perfect. Thanks, Joel. Thanks, Daryl. Maybe we'll do this again soon. All right.
0: <laughs> Sounds uh, good. All right. Okay, thanks again.